The Florida Gators have to name quite a few new defensive starters, but what are the most important battles and who's going to win them? We'll talk about that here on Locked on Gators. You are Locked on Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to, that's right, another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Thursday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work at Whole Nine Sports Giants Country NFL 33. Now, the Florida Gators have to name quite a few new defensive starters and offensive starters, but today we're talking about the defense. And I'm starting off with, and this is in no particular order, but I'm starting off with cornerback two. Because I feel like for Florida, one, you're going to see more corners than anything else, than any other position this year. But corner two is likely going to be the guy who's out there with Jason Marshall Jr., who is corner one. And I know... Austin Armstrong plays a lot of cover three, and that's what Jason Marshall struggled in last year, but that's a conversation for another day. But corner two is a conversation for today. Jalen Kimber and Devin Moore are thought of as the favorites. Jalen Kimber is someone who last year, I I feel like as the year went on, and I said this last week, I feel like as the year went on, Jalen Kimber improved. As like again, he he had the broken hand at one point, which he still got a pick with, which was a key in that win. Jalen Kimber, yeah, he improved as the year went on. I think he was especially good in cover three, which again is going to be the coverage there is likely going to be the coverage that Austin Armstrong calls more than anything else. If we just take what Austin Armstrong has done as a defensive coordinator, defensive play caller before, then that's going to be what we see a lot of defensively is cover three and Jalen Kimber excelled there. Devin Moore is the likely other starting option or the most likely other starting option. And Devin Moore is an interesting one because he did get injured. He did not, he was not cleared for contact for the entirety of spring ball. Fall camp, he is cleared for contact. He's a full go. So he really gets to compete here. But he was also a true freshman last year. So he's a true freshman who didn't even play a full season. And again, got hurt. But he did show some flashes. There were also some miscommunications that I don't want to say were his fault, but there were miscommunications involving him. And I don't want to say they were his fault, because last year, Trey Dean was the primary communicator in the secondary, and there were many miscommunications involving him. So I don't want to put anybody's fault on, De- I don't want to put any fault on Devin Moore here, again, because he's the true freshman that was getting communicated to with a redshirt senior, and that one you have to put in the redshirt senior, right? However, Devin Moore did have his moments where he played very well, and some moments where he didn't play great. Uh, there was the Kentucky play, Will Levis deep shot the post, Jalen Kimber lost the battle, Devin Moore was supposed to have rotated over to the top, 
and he did not. Like that that's one thing where I don't know if he was if that was properly communicated to him through trading because that's also the play where trading who initially had that deep middle came flying down to watch the over route, which again, he was told to do. That was how it was supposed to be played. My understanding is that play was supposed to be played with trading coming down to attack the over route. Jalen Kimber going deep at the post and Devin Moore was supposed to rotate deep to cover that as well. That's obviously not what happened. Think of it as like a cover two invert kind of play. Uh, although it was cover three on the call. Then you look at who's behind them and, and, and the dark horses here for who it could be. Jakeem Jackson's the first name that pops up. He's someone who I am a massive fan of. I think he's going to be great. However, my hesitancy with saying he's really going to be in that battle and he's really going to be potentially corner two is that he just moved to corner late in his high school career. That's why he rose up so much, because he flipped to the position and he really thrived there. I wouldn't anticipate him being able to beat out more experienced players at this stage. We could talk about it differently halfway through the season. But for me right now, I, and I get it, Jakeem Jackson has made big plays in practice. He is more of an athlete than a corner. And I cannot see Corey Raymond and Austin Armstrong going, yeah, just put an athlete at corner two and we'll roll with it there. Jalen Kimber, Devin Moore are fine athletes as well. But I just think they are more refined corners, which is why I think they're way ahead of anybody else in this corner two battle. And again, we saw them do it last year. Last year, the primary corners were Jason Marshall, Avery Helm to start the year. Jaden Hill was uh, Jaden Hill got healthy and Jaden Hill took over for Avery Helm. Jalen Kimber and Devin Moore were the top five corners in terms of playing time to start the year. And then, I mean, of course, when Jaden Hill got cleared, he was thrown into it as well. But those were the guys. They should have the leg up. They will have the leg up. They started last year for Corey Raymond's corner room for a reason, or as in they started like in the rotation for Corey Raymond's corner room for a reason. Another new addition is Dijon Johnson, but again, and I get it, two pick sixes, first day of practice, awesome. But I do find it very difficult to believe that a true freshman that was a mid-year enrollee is going to be starting. That's my issue with that one. Same reason yesterday I said, hey, Eugene Wilson III, early in the year, I don't think he's going to be an impact player because he would have to then be actually ready to go off rip. And I, I don't think he's going to be Deshaun Johnson, mid-year enrollee. These like, Oh, two pick sixes in his first practice. That was his first practice as a Florida Gator. He has not been, he didn't work in the spring in this team and he didn't work in the spring with this team to learn this system. That's not something that happened for him. So I find it very hard to believe that Deshaun Johnson will be able to become corner two to start the year there. Granted, again, I do believe that both Jakeem Jackson and Dijon Johnson will be a considerable part of the rotation before the end of the year, probably midway point. I'd be like, okay, we'll see them both. But right now, I think it's Jalen Kimber or Devin Moore that gets to start. I'm, and personally, I'm not sure what Devin Moore is going to be able to do physically because last year, that was a big part of him, but he's a very physical corner. And we'll see how he, obviously through fall camp, We'll see how he gets back into that physicality. And if he's still the same Devin Moore, 
I kind of think he should start over Jalen Kimber. Again, Jalen Kimber got better as the year went on. I just feel like, okay, you know, why not Devin Moore at that point? Why not go with the youth if it's a battle and it's really close? Why not go with the youth and someone who has a higher upside than Jalen Kimber does? Then we're going to look at the Mike linebacker because you have to replace Ventro Miller. Before we do that, I do want to talk to you guys about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And with simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easier for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and potentially hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And the Florida Gators, they do they they lost their the guy who was thought of as their heart and soul in Ventro Miller. Ventro Miller, of course, ran out of eligibility, went to the NFL, was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, so he's still an in-state guy. Uh, but yeah, he is no longer in Gainesville. He's in Jacksonville. He's about two hours north. So Ventrell is gone. And again, Ventrell Miller, like I, I want to make this clear, Ventrell Miller was a fantastic Florida Gator. He wasn't like an all-American caliber player. His leadership is what was so huge to this defense. He's a great run stuffer and his leadership, his communication ability. You look at what happened whenever Ventra Miller was not on the field and the defense got significantly worse. That's just a fact. Defense was way better with Ventra Miller on the field. He is not there this year, though. You're replacing him and Shamar James is the next big thing for Florida Gators linebacker. But he's going to be playing the will. He's going to be playing the weak side linebacker spot. He's going to be your starter there. You're going to have multiple people behind him rotating in. Scooby Williams, uh, Manny Nunnery is going to be in there. Deuce Spurlock might be in there. So you've got guys for the will. What you're looking for is who's going to be your starting Mike linebacker, your starting middle linebacker. I'm not sure how Austin Armstrong is going to handle communication abilities, if that's going to be the Mike or if that's going to be just whoever's the best communicator on the field, whether that's the will or the Mike. In this case, Will will be Shamar James. Mike is going to be between Derek Wingo and Teraja Mitchell, which is it's an interesting little battle because it's like, well, Derek Wingo's been here for a few years. He rotated in for a couple years. He, he's been in this kind of defense for a year, and I say kind of defense because Patrick Tony and uh, Austin Armstrong are very similar on the back end, but that front pressure package is going to be way different than what direct than what Derek Wingo or any of these linebackers were used to from last year to Roger Mitchell. On the other hand, Ohio state key contributor two years ago, last year dealt with an injury, didn't play, didn't get used to whatever the situation may be. To Roger Mitchell didn't, didn't play much last year. Derek Wingo got his shot in the bowl game. But of course, 
Um, that was just one of the worst all-around performances that we've seen. Just top to bottom, offense, defense, it was bad throughout. There's no other way around it. Derek Wingo is the guy that, it's weird. I'm not completely sold that he's a better linebacker than Tiraja Mitchell, but I want Derek Wingo to be the starting Mike linebacker. I, I think he's very talented. I think Taraja Mitchell is also talented. I think Derek Wingo is a bit more athletic, so he gives you more versatility there, both in the pa- in pass coverage and as a pass rusher. I think Derek Wingo has that kind of, I don't want to say command over the locker room, but he's been there for a while now. They know him. They respect him. Not saying they don't know or respect Taraja Mitchell, but I know that they respect Derek Wingo as a linebacker incredibly intelligent the dude did an internship with nasa like he's he's smart enough to run the defense and again he's been there like he's been working for the opportunity to eventually replace ventra miller and for a few years now we've been thinking of ventra miller is going to the nfl this year Derek wingo gets it and injuries happen and things happen where ventra did not go to the nfl and Derek wingo kind of sat patiently and waited could have jumped in the portal at any point did not and do that. And I think Derek Wingo, like, again, the bowl game was nothing short of absolutely horrendous. There's no other way to go. If you're talking about the Florida Gators side of things, that bowl game was one of the worst performances that we've ever seen. Bowl game against Oregon State was just bad. No other way around it. However, there were some solid moments. And for me, one of them was obviously like Derek Wingo's performance wasn't awesome, but one of them was watching him take that next step as a leader. That was an important part for me to to see him step up. Because again, yes, Oregon State won 30 to three. It was like Oregon State's offense was not as good as 30 points looks. Okay. A lot of that was just, hey, damn, the Gators offense couldn't do a single solitary thing against Oregon State's defense, and it, it just led to Oregon State getting the ball in good position, getting the ball in good position, getting the ball in good position, and it was rough. Taraja Mitchell was played for Ohio State, which is c- consistently in the playoff picture, and they're consistently a pretty good defensive team. Not great, not consistently great, but consistently pretty good. And Taraja Mitchell started for them. Personally, again, I, I think Derek Wingo should get it. Like, I want to see him get it. But Taraja Mitchell has that reputation as a downhill, thumping-style linebacker. And if you're looking for that Mike linebacker, that he's got to be able to do that. I think Derek Wingo can do that. I think Derek Wingo's a bit better in coverage. But Taraja Mitchell, we know, can come downhill and crack some skulls. And that's going to be his main job, really. Communicate, crack some skulls. That's it. You're going to have Shamar James working in coverage. You're going to have help from everybody on that back seven, even in the front four. You're going to have some help because there are going to still be creepers and those defensive linemen dropping back into coverage. You're still going to get all that. I think when you're looking at the mic, you're looking at someone who can communicate properly, defend the run, not be a complete liability in coverage, and own the defense. I think that we know Taraja Mitchell is is going to be smart enough to communicate. We know he can stop the run. 
work in pass coverage is going to be key for him during fall camp. And I think that both Derek Wingo and Taraj Mitchell will be able to command the defense. Derek Wingo, we know, can do everything. It's just a matter of, one, staying healthy and, and, and working there and being able to do it consistently, being able to work consistently, because this is also a, th- a time where he's going from depth piece to starter, potentially, and that bigger sample size is going to really prove whether or not he's going to be able to do it on, with any sort of consistency or at a high level. Then you're looking at the final position here, which is who's going to be the starting star, nickel, slot, whatever you want to call them. Star is an important part of this defense. It's going to be an important part of this defense this year as well. It was last year. It was the year before. It was the year before. It's going to continue to be an important part of the defense. And your two main competitors there, Jaden Hill and Jadarius Perkins. And I'm not going to pretend anything about this. I'm not thrilled about either of those options based on what I've seen on film from them last year. Granted, Jadarius Perkins played star last year and to me did not impress. Jaden Hill played boundary corner last year, outside corner last year. And it's weird. I think in zone coverage, and I've said this a million times, and I will continue to say this, I think in zone coverage, there is not a better cover man on this roster than Jaden Hill. Okay? And a big part of that is his eyes. I think he has fantastic eyes in zone, and I think he's got that attacking mindset where when he thinks he knows where the ball is going, he's going to jump on it. And that's an important trait. That that is a valued trait by every coordinator on the planet and every NFL team as well. So that's going to be important for Jaden Hill. However, in man coverage, he's bad last year. Like there is no other way around it. Man coverage, he was not good last year. And I don't care what PFF numbers you want to bring. They don't know the defensive call. They don't know what was supposed to be happening or what the responsibilities were there. But yeah, in man coverage, Jaden Hill, don't think he was great last year. Zone, the best. My concern here is that when you're working in the slot, you need to be very shifty. I've said it before. I I think I said it yesterday. And I'll say it again. Or yeah, yesterday I think I said it, talking about the slot receiver. But defending that, you have to be shifty. I've said it a billion times. I, I, I played semi-pro, I played corner, and I played safety. I could not play in the slot. I tried. I could not play in the slot because I was not agile enough. I got by working with my eyes in zone. And that's what I had to thank. Thank goodness I played a very zone-heavy defense. But I got by working with my eyes. Jaden Hill does. Working in the slot is a completely different beast. And now Jaden Hill can can be better again. I still believe that last year, the reason he wasn't good in man, and the reason I keep saying I don't think he was agile last year and, and or had good change of direction last year, was that knee. I think the knee was not fully healthy and fully ready to go. This year's different, obviously. Okay, This year, he could be fully healthy, and he could be able to work laterally, and he could be able to kill in the slot. But based on what we saw last year, again, 
based on what we saw last year, wasn't great. Jadarius Perkins does not have that same knee, I don't want to say excuse, because I feel like excuse is the same knee reason that Jaden Hill worried me last year. And again, he could be even better as a slot than he was on the boundary in this defense where a cover three, he's going to be working to the flats a lot. Cover four, he's going to be working to the sideline a lot. If he's not playing a ton of man, he's not going to have to be as shifty as he would have to be playing slot in the NFL. If he's sitting in cover three, cover four ton, that's not going to be too much of a concern for him. Because we know he could work, he, he could work north-south. We saw him with the was it Missouri, the, the two picks work north-south. He was coming downhill for it. So we know he can do it. It's just a matter of can you operate and do everything you need to do in coverage while also being, one, a viable threat as a pass rusher, because you're going to be asked to do that under Austin Armstrong, and two, a sound run defender, because you're going to have to do that in the slot. And when you're on the outside of the corner, it's not as big of a responsibility, or it's not as big of a red flag if you can't do that consistently. In the slot, you don't get that same kind of that same kind of privilege, I guess we'll say. To, to not have to do that. You don't get that same kind of leeway to not be an active and sound run defender. I think Jaden Hill wins this job. I think Jaden Hill wins this job handedly. Again, I am not high on what Jadarius Perkins has shown on film. I'm not. I get it. Great pick against Georgia. He's made some great plays. He's not impressed consistently, and I don't want him being the starting star. I have nothing again. I don't know him personally. I, don't, I know what he tweets about and he seems nice from his tweets but i'm talking football i'm talking what i've seen on film and i'm not super stoked about the idea of Jadarius perkins being the starter at star this year for the florida gators behind Jaden and Jadarius, you'd have sharif denson and aaron gates are on roster too they're likely both going to be long-term slot corners not confident that they're ready to hang and bang in the sec i think sharif denson is more ready than aaron gates is but again, being in that slot, that, that there's a reason that a lot of times a safety comes down to slot, especially in college, because colleges, you're going to face these, these runs that they're going to come right at you. And you got to be able to hang and bang there. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if Sharif Denson and Aaron Gates are physically ready to do that yet. One of the reasons Chauncey was so good as a star is that he was ready to hang and bang with anybody. We'll see if, if they can get mixing the post there. But right now, it's about getting Sharif and Aaron Gates up to speed, honestly, because you're one injury away from them, need, from them needing to play consistently. Got to get ready for that. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk more Florida Gators football, more Florida Gators fall camp for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giant Century, NFL 33. And I will see you all tomorrow.